Hello and welcome to Assertive Radiance. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today's episode, Are You Ready to Receive? Hello and thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate that you are here. Last week, I explained my views as to why so many of us find it challenging to receive. In today's episode, Are You Ready to Receive?, I am going to help you put my insights into context by sharing something pretty sensitive that I've experienced three weeks ago. The reason I'm bringing all this up is to illustrate how important it is to be able to receive and what may happen if you can't receive at all. The beginning of the story started six months ago. I share the detail in episode 141. Are you experiencing serendipity or drama? To paraphrase what took place, well, basically I had a major argument with my friend Anna. I know Anna for more than 10 years and it was one of my dream that we would be one day working together. However, since the October incident, I started seeing things about Anna that I didn't want to see before. As I mentioned earlier, anything that is given, when well-received, will yield something. Although, being on the receiving end of my friend's outburst wasn't a pleasant experience as it affected me physically and emotionally for about three weeks, the time I took to create episode 141 gave me new insights that my relationship with Anna might not be a healthy one. However, wanting to keep our home peaceful, I forgave her and moved on, except that I became more aware. Anna's language is often about others who annoy her. She's most of the time in pain and physically, mentally, and financially exhausted. At one point... I suggested that she read one of my books, but she told me she didn't like to read. Realizing that I was perhaps too pushy, since she was always exhausted, I told her that the book is also available as an audiobook. Just let me know if you are interested. By March, her complaints and worries were more or less the same, but what was changing was my state of mind. I've experienced a tremendous amount of spiritual growth in the past few months, and growth brought changes in my being. Feeling great inside, I wanted Anna to feel well too, so I tried to offer her a different solution and moral support, but none of my suggestions worked. In fact, some of them backfired on me. For instance... At one point, I took her to see my acupuncturist, but a few days later, she told me that what he did didn't help her, and now she was regretting having paid for his service. Feeling guilty that she didn't receive a satisfactory treatment, I gave her the money to compensate and told her to go for a massage. However, while all this is going on, I started to see things from a new perspective. What if Anna was becoming so attached to her story and made herself sick as an excuse 
not to have the energy to improve her life. A few days later, I saw her sitting with an ice pack on her back, and she said, I'm trying to see if the ice will take care of the pain so that I can give you your money back. I told her, hmm, it appears that the money I gave you is weighing on your conscience. And she agreed. During April's full moon, I attended a Zoom meeting with my good friend and shaman, Patty, and her fiancé, Thomas. At one point, Patty invited the participants to dive within to find what it is needed to be released to help manifest our goal. At that moment, a message from within came through me. It came as, wow, I'm no longer living in lack. That night, I crossed over into the abundance spectrum. All my effort for the past four months helped me reach a higher level of vibration, which is the vibration of manifestation. Anything I desire happens and fast. At that same event, Thomas shared some business insight that I sort of knew, but I heard it differently now that I had achieved a new level of growth. Thomas talked about the importance of having your goals and aspiration written down. Then he added, the goal you write on a paper is a destination. The real objective is what behavior am I willing to change to meet my goals? He added, where the work goes is not in the goal in itself, but in modifying the behavior. For example, if I want my book entirely written by the end of June, what behavior do I need to change? Maybe I need to get up at four in the morning. After the full moon ceremony, I noticed all sorts of positive things going on around me. I was so excited about how I felt that I shared my experience with Anna. Then she started sharing something that had happened to her as well, and then we started having a conversation. The thing is, what she was telling me was more or less of the same nature, which is sad to say, but most of the time is disempowering. At one point, I could feel my higher self telling me to leave the conversation now. But my good heart wanted to give Anna the chance to finish her story too. Well, the next minute, wanting to help in offering some suggestion, I shared some of my views on how she could solve one of her problems, and that did it. It sent Anna right into another outburst. She went into a rage, worse than the one I've experienced in October. It was as if my happiness fueled her anger. However, this time she didn't affect me the same way as in last October. I told her, okay, understood, and walk away into my office. A minute later, she knocked at my door, opened it, and tossed on the bookshelf near the door the money I had given her for the massage and said, here's your money, and she continued expressing her rage. I don't quite remember what she said, but it appears that she has been holding a lot of resentment towards me for a long time. 
The good thing about being on the receiving end of an angry person is that you get to really know what that person thinks of you. Nevertheless, her toxic energy was uncalled for and somewhat affected me, but I managed to stay focused on my work. The real intention as to why I'm going into the detail in sharing this story, it's not because I want to bring Anna down. It's to explain that receiving is as important as giving. But a giver cannot give to someone who does not wish to receive. Something else I realized after the incident. Me, being a problem solver, I assumed that when Anna would share her problem with me, that she was looking for a solution. But I realize now that she does not want a solution. She is simply looking for someone to vent about a problem. I know deep inside that Anna's anger towards me has nothing to do with what I said. She wasn't rejecting me. She was rejecting the possibilities that she can receive so that she can be more in this life. However, to really know what was going on inside her mind, she would have to be the one sharing her side of the story. All I can do is reflect on what the incident taught me. What was it that the universe was telling me? Well, that it was time that I move away from a lost cause and focus more on where I can truly create change. Almost two years ago, when I came back living with my ex-husband, I arrived angry and annoyed. At that time, my state of mind matched Anna's, so we got along well. But in the recent month, my state of mind changed, and that is why we were no longer on the same wavelength. One of the major differences between Anna and me is that I'm definite in what I want in life. And I'm willing to put all the necessary effort into achieving my dreams. I've also kept an open heart, a desire to learn from my mistakes, and I took responsibility for my actions. For more than three years, I've invested a considerable amount of time to reflect on my life, and in doing so, I get to learn something new about myself and how I relate to others. I capture my learnings into these podcast episodes, and regardless of how tedious it is to do, I keep doing my best each time. During the last full moon ceremony, when I consciously realized that I'm no longer living in a state of lack, it was as if I was receiving a confirmation from the universe that my new neural pathways have solidified into a new mind. As an alchemist, I'd like to say I've cured myself. The word cure here has two meanings. Number one, I cured myself as I healed my pain and woes. Number two, cure as in polymerization. The neural pathways I've built for the past several years have all cured and aligned with what I desired of life. Everything is now pointing towards abundance, love, and happiness. I no longer need to set intentions 
and live by affirmation. I am directly connected to the source and God's love. I believe Anna's outburst of anger happened on purpose. Remember, we all reap what we sow. And since I want to expand and achieve, for instance, finishing writing my book, well, the universe heard me and made room to make such a thing happen. I also want to add from a chemistry perspective, hey, by the way, mind you that everything in the universe is about chemistry. Even cooking is chemistry, although we don't see it that way. Anyway, from a chemistry point of view, my new being was so far opposite of how Anna felt in that morning of the explosion that it explains why her reaction was so intense. The anger served as a mean to cut away the bonds that connected both of us. I think I've moved a million miles away from Anna since then. Yes, I do see her physical body around the home, but it's as if I'm in another universe. Mind you, though, that in the past two weeks, I still had to go through the grieving process, but my pain was nothing compared to hers. I honestly believe that a body immersed in love and abundance is much stronger than a body that dwells in anger and hatred. Her immune system is very low, and I know that she had to endure a migraine on top of her back pain. I also know that she lost a few days of work because she couldn't focus. Remember that anger consumes your energy. And when you are angry at someone or about something, it's like you swallowing poison while expecting the other one to suffer. Nevertheless, I never meant for all this to happen. For now, my role is to stay loving towards Anna and hope that she will discover her path towards happiness one day. All that said, you might be wondering, what did I receive from her anger? I became free to move on. You see, I was becoming more and more invested in wanting Anna to feel good. However, she had made it clear that she does not want my help which is freeing me to invest my time and effort into my personal goals, like finishing writing my book. Having more time for myself also made me do new things, like calling one of my aunt, Monique, who lives in my hometown in Canada. I haven't spoken to her for more than 30 years. My aunt Monique was always full of joy, and I loved her, but I didn't stay connected with her. Remember, that I grew up with a concept that long-distance call was expensive and was all need to be used for emergencies. So gradually, I lost touch with most of my family. At the beginning of the call, I was the giver as I gave her a call. However, my aunt was so thrilled to hear my voice that she became the giver by sharing with me how she always thought of me as a bright and imaginative child. Understanding the importance of giving and receiving, I let her have joy in giving all the beautiful things she wanted to say, and I received her gifts gracefully. We both could feel the joy emanating 
from each other's voice, bringing our spirit in pure harmony, something that can only be experienced when two happy souls meet and are willing to give and receive, no matter the distance. I hope this episode was insightful. Next week, I am going to bring you behind the scene, which explains why some people seem to always be receiving what they want and others don't. So please stay tuned for next week's episode, How to Receive What You Desire. And if you've enjoyed today's show, please share it. Stay safe and healthy, and let's chat next week. Have a fabulous day.